What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Souls Engaged. Thank you all for constantly tuning in to our podcast series every month. Today, unfortunately, Adia isn't able to join us due to personal matters. But don't fret, because our main topic will be on caregiving, and we are honored to have with us today two representatives from SUSS Award. So they will be telling us more about what they do, their experiences caring for others, and tips they'd like to share. So first up, let's say hi to them. Yo, what's up? Hello. Hello, everyone. I am Ting, a Year Three early childhood student, and also a member of the SUSS Award. Hi, my name is Spark, and I'm a Year 2 Human Resource Management student, and same as Wei I'm also a member of the SUS Owls. Well, welcome, welcome! Welcome! Thank you so much for being courageous enough to come on our episode and to be a part of our project to advocate for mental health and caregiving. It's definitely nice to meet both of you in person because all along we have just been texting and meeting online, right? Yep. So before we begin, can you both tell us more about who SUSS Owls are and what you all do? Yeah, sure. So SUSS OWL stands for Our Wellbeing Listeners. We are actually a student initiative in Singapore University of Social Sciences and we hope to champion student wellness and foster a supportive community within our student community. Right. So more importantly, our vision is to become, you know, one day to become a recognized and well-respected student initiative for mental health and well-being in Singapore. Oh, that's amazing. I heard that SUSS hours are peer supporters to students. What does that mean and what roles do you all play? Actually, I think so far from 2020 to the first half of 2021, we have organized events targeting mass audiences from our school student community, right? So when the situation was better, when the COVID situation was better this year, uh, we were able to hold mass physical events as well, right? Oh. IRL. Uh, one highlight event would be the Operation Evixia, Journey Through the Mind. Ah, I remember this. <laughs> that name sounds so abstract. Um, actually, Evixia means wellness in Greek. Yes, oh, yes. All right. Yeah. Thank that you for so bringing cool. that point up, waiting. Okay. It means well-being and therefore journey through the mind, right? The name is actually designed by my seniors. Mm. What is it actually about? It's actually about, you know, having a series of amazing risk style challenges, activities, right? So the participants were actually introduced to common mental health conditions in our society. And through these interactive activities, they were able to understand the symptoms of such conditions. They were mm. also able to have a, a better understanding and therefore raise their own awareness regarding to the mental health issues in our society and learn how to manage them. Yes, that's right, Spark. Mm-hmm. I actually miss Operation Evixia so much. Right. It was so much fun and such an eye-opening experience. Definitely, definitely. So adding on to your point, Owls also has a specially curated program called Here to Here, H to H. It's not hard to art. But as the title suggests, the Owls are really here to hear with our years for the student community. Mm-hmm. And although it isn't officially launched yet, we intend to have it in two formats as individual and group sessions. So maybe I can share a bit more about the individual session first. Mm -hmm. So it will actually be a bit similar to counselling where we welcome students to chat with us about their stresses and also their troubles. But, you know, of course, we are not trained professionals and that we also understand that our university has our very own counselling centre. But we hope that as ours, we can offer a separate avenue where it is a safe space for students to come to us and share whatever it is that is bothering them without any judgments or have any records written about the session. Yeah, safe space. Very safe. And we also hope that, you know, by being in a similar age range with our Mm. peers, 
we can make them feel comfortable and also make them relate to us. Hmm, I think that's a very good point because sometimes people just really need to rent their problems to maybe someone who would understand them, mm-hmm. like yeah. someone with a similar background, similar age. Mm. Yeah, because they might feel a bit foreign or uncomfortable telling an adult, like yeah. an older adult. Yeah. Or yeah. feel intimidated in a professional setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So other than these individual sessions, we also have group sessions. So this will be done in a small small group. And again, it will be a safe space. And all this information, again, will be kept confidential. Mm-hmm. We will actually have a theme or an issue raised up in this group for discussion. So one such example would be transitioning. Spark, oh. do you remember that? We had it in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. A like, face-to-face yeah, sharing. Correct. Well, yeah, correct. The good old times, yeah. <laughs> Yes, so previously we talked about transitioning from poly or even from army or JC to uni. And in this session, we also highly encourage the group to keep in touch with one another to form a support circle. Mm. Because, you know, as a group, if we share similar concerns, Mm. it would be so nice and comforting to know that you're not alone Mm -hmm. and that you have each other to support one another through your common challenges and also celebrate your little wins in life. Yeah, I think like uh, you mentioned before, um, this is so important because like different people have different times to adapt to different changes in in their lives so like what you said um university students they might not have that emotional capacity to deal with such huge changes coming into a new environment new people they engage with Mm -hmm. so i think this is so important that Mm. they have each other's backs in these little group settings that yeah like a social support network yeah that is so interesting now Yeah. yeah and additionally i feel that sometimes people just expect you to adapt because mm. you know you're in uni you're old yeah. you should be old enough to know what to do or what to expect but mm-hmm. being in such a new place yeah after some time like it, it gets say, daunting yeah. Also. Yeah, yeah definitely so that's so interesting on our end we are in collaboration with caregivers alliance limited cal for short so and we have previously gone for the caregivers to caregivers so c2c wow yeah y'all have h2h yeah and we have c2c so this workshop is focusing on mental health caregiving for youths so what about you guys what sort of training have you guys um gone through in suss owls and is it similar yeah, I believe it's slightly similar. We mm. actually attend quite a number of yeah, training sessions. Yeah, so some of these workshops include active listening. It is actually taught to us by our very own social work professors in SUSS. Oh, the professors are also yeah. involved. Wow, cool, it's really cool, 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 right? And we also attended suicide prevention workshops. Mm. Wow. And we learned about various mental health conditions mm. and how we can support people with these conditions. Mm. And in the midst of this workshop, we also learned about the importance of self-care. And, you know, being caregivers is not an easy role. So, mm. of course, self-care is an important I like that your, your yeah. workshops are like in such a good range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it covers like a wide range of uh, topics yeah Yeah. Mm. definitely i believe it's also because these trainings are conducted by external mental health organizations such as silver ribbon shine as well as caring for life oh Mm -hmm. you have a lot of collaborations yeah we are so lucky to have them as you know our Mm. partners and actually some of these workshops are training us as ours to be trainers themselves so, for example, our presidents, um, Daryl and Jason, yep. they are actually qualified to provide us wow, with they workshops. Are certified. Yeah, yeah. They actually oh, have a so certificate. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I think definitely it is important for SUSS students to know that we are just peer supporters with more knowledge. We are not trained professionals mm. despite attending all these workshops. Mm. So, you know, like, do manage your expectations. <laughs> However, of course, we want to be there for mm. you. Yeah. And in any way that we can contribute. Yep, we, wa- we would love to be there for you mm. and hear you out. Mm. 
I think it's good that y'all can get to attend all these different workshops. Yeah. It must have been beneficial and eye-opening, right? Because yes. for us, we only have the C2C. Let's move on to talk about your roles as members of ours because you've shared so much about ours, but I want to hear about what you guys um, have to share. So can you share with us one memorable personal experience supporting or even advocating for persons with mental health conditions? Something that really struck to you in mm, the past. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, I think personally, for me, the most memorable uh, memory or moments I had in ours is like uh, the event I mentioned just now about Operation Evexia, right? So the Amazing Race one, right? It is designed and produced by my senior and I was just the group leader uh, who facilitated the various activities during the event, right? So I think I managed to engage my participants and interacted with them to discuss their experience with mental health issues. And I would say in the way, the activities were very well planned, right? They were able to put me right in the shoes of those who have suffered from the conditions. It also helped me to like gain a better understanding about how it feels like to be in their shoes, mm. therefore allowing me to you know empathize with them better, right? In fact, I think uh, my attitude towards mental health issues actually changed, especially when it comes to schizophrenia, which is a mental health condition that causes the person to experience illusions, right? Um, my attitude was completely shifted, changed after going through the event. Mm. Uh, I think in the past, very similar to majority of the public, I would feel scared. I would yeah. experience fear or I like, just feel ordered out when I've witnessed someone who like talks to themselves in public mm. spaces. Like, I think that's the first instinct the general yeah, public yeah, usually yeah. react. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I guess I, I didn't understand what was going on. I was like just mm. kind of like scared. Mm. Yeah, so I would like move away with the crowd and just kind of like doesn't want to be near the person mm. who's doing such thing. But coincidentally, coincidentally, when I went for the event and the very next day, right, I actually met this uncle who was talking to himself on the MRT, on the train, right? Mm. So I think when that happened, uh, most of the passengers actually moved away to another cabin. Some of them even like glaring at him or like giving him oh, dirty looks and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but I think for me, at that very moment, I didn't experience anything like a fear like what I used to. In fact, mm. I felt calm. Like, it was very like, I want to hear him out. It was mm. a strange shift in my own head, right? Yeah. I didn't feel like I want to run away. In fact, I wanted to like actually hear what he he's mm. saying, right? Mm. So in a way, I think this event has helped me to, you know, empathize with people, mm. right? So sympathy and empathy is a very different thing where yeah, yeah, if yeah. you sympathize a person, you could be feeling the person is pitiful, but you don't actually understand. You don't actually, you know, connect with the person. Yeah. But I think at that moment, I was able to empathize with the uncle. I was able to connect with him. I was able to understand what he was going through. Therefore, I didn't feel the fear. I didn't feel like, oh, you know what? I want to just leave the place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's definitely the impact and most memorable moment I had in Owls. Yeah. That is so touching because I think like people's first reactions will usually be fear, mm -hmm. sympathy, or yep. just like frustration yep. towards this person they don't understand. Definitely. But what you did that was really commendable was that you just sat down with the person. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. might or might not have engaged with him, but you just listened to him. Yep. And your company there just really reviewed your empathy towards him. Mm. Yeah, so I think this is something that we can all um, take away from this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's really the Operation Evexia yeah. that allowed me to gain a better understanding and improved my you know, awareness towards mm. the condition. So uh, I was able to handle it better because of the event. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Waiting? Um, for me, well, this is going to be a bit hard to talk about, but 
maybe I can share my personal experiences as well. So in early 2020, you know, when COVID-19 was at its peak, mm. when we were all unvaccinated and there were so many cases, you know, a few of my loved ones actually opened up to me about what they have been going through. Mm. And at first, I didn't realize how serious it was until they shared about their mental health diagnosis, mm. you know, their journey and even taking medication and also about their suicidal thoughts. So these were all happening at, at the same time, in that yeah. instant. Oh, yeah. Wow. And while I tried mm. to be there as much as I could, I remember a point where I felt really overwhelmed because, mm. you know, I wanted to be there for you. I wanted to be a supportive friend, but I did not have the capacity myself. Yeah. And I also didn't really know how to respond or react to them. So it became a point where if they were to share with me their problems, I actually feel like, oh... I don't really want to hear about it. Yeah. So I believe I was actually... But it's understandable. Yeah, I believe I was actually burnt out. Mm. Yeah. So at the same time, I guess this was also the reason that fueled me to join OWLS. So one question I was asked during the interview was, how can I make a change? And I truly believe that change comes from within. Mm. And slowly, you know, you start small by impacting your own circle of friends, people you're familiar with, which is what I have been trying to do and eventually move on to something bigger, such mm -hmm. as impacting the student community yep. in a positive way, of course. And as mentioned by joining ours, I definitely learned so much more, like gain new insights. And, you know, I definitely understand how I can better support my peers and mm. also even myself too as a caregiver. Yeah. yeah. I think what you shared was really empowering. People can relate to this too. When we're helping other people mm -hmm. out, we ourselves, we are prone to feel burnt out as well. Yeah. Yeah. They carry the same intensity of negative emotions mm. they channel to us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it is up to us how we deal with these in the end, how we cope with these yeah. in the end while helping them. Mm. Yeah. So that's a good point that you, you mentioned because we have to keep ourselves in check as well. Self-care first mm. before we help someone else. Mm. Yes, you can't pour from an, an empty teapot. That is yeah. very true. Yeah. That very good true. analogy. Mm. Thank you, thank you. So as supporters, I'm sure you've both previously encountered times when you faced challenges, right? Like the one that you mentioned before that was so personal. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. So it isn't always smooth sailing. And as much as we want to support others, sometimes we just face our own challenges and we have our own setbacks to yeah. deal with. So what did you do when these challenges felt too overwhelming for you and how did you overcome them? So share some tips with us, um, especially for the listeners who are supporters themselves. Okay, maybe I could share first. Mm. So I am someone who is actually very empathetic and very emotionally sensitive. Yeah. So when someone shares with me their pain, I truly feel it for them. And at times I may also take it upon myself when I am unable to make them feel better. I would oh. think like, oh, after you shared with me, you still feel the same. Like you don't yeah. feel any better. So I think one thing I tried to do was to detach myself from their problems and emotions by mm. just having alone time to myself to unwind, to do things that I enjoy, just mm. to recharge myself. And at the same time, while I hope their situation gets better, I try not to expect anything or blame myself because usually these kind of things are not within anyone's control. Yeah. It's nobody's yeah. fault. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think some of us, we might get tempted to feel guilt. Yes. Like especially when someone doesn't get better after our help, we might feel like, oh, was I not good enough in mm. providing help? Mm. Yeah. How can I be better? Like, mm -hmm. am, am I not good enough? You know. So, yeah. thank you for sharing that part, and um, especially in setting boundaries for ourselves too. Yes, that's so yeah. important. So 
I guess one thing I try to do is that before anyone pours out to me, I keep myself in check. Mm. I ask myself like, oh, how are you feeling? Like, how am I feeling? And to make sure that I have the emotional capacity to listen to, you know, their heavy topics. That is so cute. You have like self-conversations. <laughs> Pet yeah. talk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you for waiting for the tips. I think, yeah, it's very important for you to, you know, be aware of your own situations before helping yeah. other people. Mm. Um, I think for me, right, um, maybe I'll just share a bit about my journey when it comes to like helping my friends. So previously when I was younger, I think I used to be very quick in offering advices when my friend like, you know, rants to me about their problems and troubles. Right. So, um, I think they didn't work, right? My solution of offering <laughs> solutions actually didn't work at all. In fact, it backfired. Uh, my friend who's like sharing their troubles actually became like angry at me instead. Oh. Yeah, so it was a horrible experience. And I think back then I didn't understand because to me, I'm like, oh, you are renting to me. So many, you have something that's bothering you and therefore I'm helping you to solve it. And why are you angry at me? You know, this mm-hmm. kind of logic, it's very common. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's very natural for us to feel like uh, uh, the urge to help other people. So, uh, well, I did something that everybody else would probably do, or maybe not. I went to Google, like, how do I deal with my friend's rants? And we, <laughs> <That's so cute>. <laughs> <laughs> and WikiHow actually presented me a series of, Wiki you know, yeah, yeah, correct. Shout out to WikiHow. Yeah, so they actually, you know, mentioned that we shouldn't be providing solutions. In fact, we should be just listening to them, right? As reliable as WikiHow can get, I think it is important for us to not offer enough solutions because if you think about it, right, if there is a solution that can be soft, you know, can be used to solve the problem, then mm. your friend wouldn't be renting to you in the first place. Yeah. And in fact, uh, sometimes they already know the solution, but they just want to have the emotions being vented out, right? Mm. So we shouldn't be focusing on the logical perspective of the trouble, but rather the emotional perspective, mm. right? Mm. So that's why it is important for you to hear your friend out. It is important for you to understand what does your friend actually want, right? So mm. that's actually my second tip, which is to, 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 to listen to them and ask them, how can I help you? Because by asking mm. them, how can so I help you? Exactly, exactly. You're not assuming. And on top of that, you're also not, doing it because you want to make yourself feel better in fact if you just simply do what you feel like you are not helping your friend you are making yourself feel better so we should avoid doing that but you know focus on your friend because at the end of the day that's how we make them feel you know better yeah yeah that's a good point Mm -mm. and at the end of the day they'll feel like validated Mm. and appreciated correct correct validation is very important to make them feel like you know it's okay to feel this way it's I'm not like odd. I'm not like yeah. you know, different or whatever. It's okay to be this way. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you had that reflection early on yeah. in your life. <laughs> so at least like now you know better mm. and now you can really focus on helping someone yes, else from definitely. that perspective. Yep. Yeah. For me sometimes when I rent to my friends, I don't expect them to provide me with a solution. Instead I just want them to like rent together with me about the issue, about the person or the company and yeah. As Waiting mentioned just now that she will send to her friends like I will reply you when I'm ready. But for me I just ignore the messages. I just read through the notifications <laughs> and then I just ignore. Whoa, but I think tick. that's quite like a bad thing to do, right? Mm. Because maybe at that moment they just need me to be online and be yeah. there for them. Yeah. So moving forward, how do you think you can improve as a supporter? Is there anything that you have been wanting to work on or something new that you need to focus on? 
Mm, okay, I think personally for me, currently I'm still working on uh, learning soft skills such as active listening. I think it's one Ooh, of the very important yeah. thing to do. Like it's always important for you to hear them out, right? And yeah. then hearing someone out, it's not simply just be there, but you have to be there with the spirit and yes. be there actually listening to them, right? Mm. So that's something I would like to continue to learn because I believe I'm not like, you know, a master in that yet. Right. So second thing would definitely be, you know, trying to look at things from different perspectives instead of like staying fixated on any particular angle for too long. I mm. think that is not very healthy and also not very productive. Mm. Yeah. I totally agree on the part on active listening, mm. especially in such a busy um, society we, we live in. It is often trivialized and neglected in daily context. Like for example, let's say someone is talking mm -hmm. and then like I'm trying to multitask yeah. and maybe I'm looking for the time or right. looking for somewhere else to go right, after right, this. Right. Or maybe just using my phone. Yeah, so very easily get distracted. Divided think, yeah. attention mm, correct, is correct. not active listening. Mm, definitely. And Agreed. Sometimes we just really need to take that five minutes, just um your full attention mm. on what your friend needs to share. So yeah. a simple five minutes could make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How about you waiting? I think it would be what Magdalene shared earlier, would be on holding boundaries. Mm. So because I am someone who tends to help out perhaps a little bit more than I can. So mm. I think one it way happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> I think one way I could do that is to perhaps allow my friend to share what they want mm. with me. But at the same time, I can be honest with them because, you know, they are my friends, right? Yeah. So I can be honest and tell them that, hey, I'm not ready to take on, like to listen to you yeah, first. Yeah. But perhaps once I'm ready, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But mm. you can, you know, just run first. Yeah like type down your message first and I'll read once mm. I feel better. Mm -hmm. I think that is so important and so responsible <laughs> of you because um, many of us, like, it's not so convenient, you know? It's yeah. not so convenient to check back with them after we are done. Mm -hmm. So that's so good of you to just practice that um, on your own, like telling them, informing them that I'm not ready right now. Yep. But rent to me first. Mm. Text all you need to do. Mm. This is a good space. Our chat is a personal safe space mm. for you to just tell me whatever you need to tell me right now yeah. but I will revisit this when I'm better when mm -hmm. I'll revisit this when I'm ready yeah. so that is so responsible on your part and I think we can pick up that good habit of yours oh, thank you <laughs> I think I can learn from that also because, <laughs> yeah because sometimes when I have like too much things or responsibilities to mm. handle and at the same time with my friends are sharing with me about their problems yeah. I feel even more stressed yeah so that too. leads me to ignoring their messages so I will just break down like, because of all the stress yeah yeah but anyway, it's understandable yeah, yeah, I think it's quite normal also to just like ignore messages if you are not ready to reply yeah. at that moment yeah, yeah. So before we end, could both of you share a short concluding sentence to motivate our listeners? Oh, I'm ready for this. Love yourself! You Woo! are not alone. The SESS hours are here for you. That is right. So here's a big thank you to Spark and Waiting for coming down and recording our first episode with them. <laughs> our first collaboration with them today. If you want to know more about SUSS Owls, make sure to follow their Instagram at suss.owls. Woohoo! 
Okay, that's the end for today's podcast. Thank you all for staying till the end. Yay! We really appreciate the tremendous support we have received and we really appreciate every listen and share. We did receive some messages on Instagram regarding all the, all the positive words. Yeah, thank so, you guys so much. Yeah, continue to spread the word and start sending in your personal mental health recovery journeys to us today via our Instagram DM at Engage. Lucky ones will be chosen and with consent be featured on the next episode. Here's a useful hotline for anyone out there who needs someone to talk to or to seek help. Caregivers who need someone to talk to can contact Cal as well. The hotline is 6460-4400. Do not worry if you are unable to catch it. It will be stated on our Instagram page. Thank you and bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you